Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. All right, guys, welcome back to the Established Past podcast presented by Clutch Points. I'm your host, Blake Bubble, with me as always, my co-host, Dylan Reagan. And uh, Dylan, I was thinking before we started this thing, we we're going to do like a trivia game, but I, I didn't get to it to see if you could name what team some of these players were on going into next season at this point, because it's just, it's been pretty wild. And as we know, uh, things only got uh, even wilder on Wednesday as uh, another blockbuster trade happens and this was one that we really were not expecting because it seemed like from the you know the initial reports were that it seemed very likely that Tyree Kill was about to get a you know a huge pay raise yep. uh, with the Chiefs and and be set up nicely for you know perhaps the rest of his career in Kansas City but as the NFL does uh flip of a flip of a hat <laughs> um this thing has just completely changed and now Tyreek Hill headed off to Miami uh, to join the Dolphins, and boy, that was that was one that came out of nowhere. Yeah, not something I was expecting to uh, be looking at as I was in some calls this, this morning. I was like, uh, the Dolphins, and obviously, it happened kind of quickly. I feel like once we saw the um, the reports that the deal wasn't going to work out with Kansas City, next thing you knew, it was like, oh, he's on the block. Oh, the Dolphins and Jets are the two teams that are in serious talks. It just happened like snap, 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 and. Uh, and obviously, it moved pretty quickly from there. Uh, reading through all these reports, it looked like the Jets actually had an offer that the if if Tyreek had been willing uh, to go there, that uh, looked like was on the table that they were willing to accept um, with some picks that weren't first rounders, um, I believe, from Adam Schefter. But uh, at least on the kind of draft value chart, added up to a similar offer to what Miami put on the table. Uh, so they were, uh, yeah, if he had opted for New York, they would have accepted that one. But obviously, uh, ended up getting a, a couple of first-round picks here from Miami. And a huge uh, contract, obviously, for Tyreek. He gets the deal he wants, which I think even though the guaranteed money really and uh, you know what the deal really might end up being is three years for a little over $72 million. His agent, uh, Drew Rosenhaus, is quick to point out the deal is technically a four-year uh, $120 million deal, so $30 million per year on that. Uh, we'll see if he gets all those. Uh, incentives and obviously the last year of the contract where, when there's more uh, money that's not so that's not guaranteed but yeah it's um pretty nuts it's making uh, there was one tw- another tweet i think field yates had about how the the rams 15.75 million dollar deal for cooper cup looking like the biggest bargain in the league but also you honestly you look at some of these other trades like the, the browns getting amari cooper for about 20 million and the receiver market's just blown the heck up uh, Tyreek obviously uh, still one of the best receivers in the league maybe this past season didn't put up exactly the same kind of performances and numbers that we've seen from past years struggled uh, a bit in some games but still you see the explosiveness at points obviously the touchdown against the Bills 
going to be high, uh, non-highlight films forever and that crazy back-and-forth playoff game. And, yeah, obviously still going to be a player that um, is always going to be remembered as a chief for what he did in that Super Bowl and the, the Wasp play the third and forever that really ignited the Chiefs' comeback win there um, and such a big part of the team even before Pat was starting for a couple of years there. So, yeah, um, but now now the conversation kind of turns. Well, I guess we could start with the Chiefs. Where do they go from here? I, I mentioned to you before we started recording if they're going to look for a receiver in the draft. You obviously still have Patrick Mahomes, a, one of the better offensive lines in the league um, and, a, and a place that I feel like any lots of receivers would love to play at. Um, it's, it is always tough once you get off these rookie deals to figure out these kind of how to keep everyone together we've we've seen that happen with other teams but i think the chiefs probably still are going to be in the receiver market i feel like you can't go into we've seen times where it's just travis kelsey out there uh, in terms of the top weapons and teams are really able to zone in on one guy it changes how the the complexity of of, of what they're able to do on defense and how they're able to defend everyone else you need probably a second guy there and i'm not sure the current in-house options are, are really going to be able to put up that kind of performance yeah and i think like Mahomes, and we've seen this with other guys. You know, he does make receivers better too. And I'm not saying that was the case with Tyree Kill, but if they're you know in trying to find replacements, there's no one that's going to replace Tyree Kill. But we've seen him put guys in position to have good seasons, right? Whether it's Demarcus Robinson, who what, was it the Raiders? Is that where he wound up? Uh, he going? ended up going to the Raiders. Yep. Yeah. So he's with the Raiders now, and of course we we saw him have some you know some of those really nice games with the Chiefs. We've seen kind of, you know, McCole Hardman kind of break out. And, and again, he, he's not someone that's had to go for 100 every game. But I, I think just with that offense, with Mahomes, you, you know you're not going to bring in guys that are going to match exactly what Tyree Kill did. But I think he will at least, because of how good he is and because of the offense with Andy Reid, I think they will put these guys in position to, you know, to, to try to be able to, to build off of that. And so it, it will be an adjustment. I mean, I know I saw everyone making the joke that, even if they do um, sign Marquez Valdez-Scantling, certainly mm-hmm. that's not going to be the replacement. He's not going to replace Tyree Kill. But, sure, you could see them putting him in positions to have success. And, um, like you said, the draft is another route they could go. And, and there, I think there's no doubt they'll, they'll go that route now um, with, with wide receiver in the draft. But, yeah, I mean, the Chiefs have options. And, and again, it's that's not to say this isn't a big loss because clearly we know how – how valuable he was to that team but i still think that when you look at the trust you're going to put into patrick mahomes and andy Reid as a combo mm-hmm. and on offense i i tend to think they'll figure it out but it does take away one of those you know dynamics that quite frankly you can't really teach in the nfl and that's just you know ridiculous speed so yeah it's it's going to be a different offense or at least it's going to look a little different as you mentioned you still have andy Reid, you still have patrick mahomes i wouldn't be overly concerned at all if you're a chiefs fan you get all these picks to a lot of teams that are in the spot the Chiefs are in aren't going to be getting that luxury of having all these selections that kind of build out their roster. And they do need to with all the money they've spent at, at premium positions. Um, you already see with, well, if he's on the field, Josh Gordon, but then also bringing in Juju Smith-Schuster. You look at some of the players they have gotten, maybe they did see something in terms of how they were defended this year with team, and not just the Bengals, but other teams flooding the middle of the field, dropping more guys and feeling like the speed dynamic that, that Tyreek brings and some of the things he still does well i still think you know there's a ton of value to a guy like that but maybe there's something along the lines of the chiefs has internally felt this is a different a different direction they need to start moving maybe they saw some openings in the way they're being defended that they feel like they can capitalize on with different personnel and always with teams that are as as uh, have such a great culture and a foundation 
And as the Chiefs, uh, you wonder at a certain point, uh, obviously in this case, it's a big contract, it's a little different, but you wonder why a team that good with the, probably the resources to have figured it out would let a go, guy go. It makes it's the same reason when certain guys hit free agency from like the Patriots, you're always kind of like, uh, keep, you know, looking closely at it and like, why, why did they let him go? Does this get a red flag for us? wanting him and we've seen players from the teams like the rams at, at not its premium positions and superstars like tyree kill but other guys that are pretty solid players that go sign where elsewhere and they just do not put up the same kind of performances like a Corey littleton or a dante fowler uh this has happened with other uh, uh big um uh, teams that have successful runs um like the patriots as i'm mentioning so and that and now the chiefs so i do wonder what kind of production and what we're going to see from yeah, Tyreek in Miami, even if uh, still the Dolphins, you, you have some questions about that, where that organization has been in the past. I tend to trust Mike McDaniel is another guy that's a smart <laughs> uh, young coach that's going to be able to figure out some fun ways to utilize his new weapons. But uh, I, I think there is some part of this where the Chiefs maybe did look at, and, and yeah, we're looking at the draft as we talked about for options, but maybe just part of where they felt like their team build was at this point just didn't quite fit as well with Tyreek to exploit. Uh, defenses as they had in the past obviously Tyreek still has those moments but uh, maybe just at the price point all those different things it's a lot of factors it's not one variable Uh, maybe all this kind of led to this decision and now yeah again no matter who's out there it's still going to be Mahomes and and Reed and you still feel really good about that team but um, still think uh, on top of yeah right now you look at the their depth chart with Josh Gordon uh, McCole Hardman Juju and then obviously Kelsey I, I feel like you need, you need one more guy in there. I, I don't know exactly who that is. McCall's had some flashes, but definitely not anywhere on the level of what Tyreek has been able to do the last few years. Yep. So we'll see how they you know kind of fit things around it there. And yeah, it will be interesting because now, like we said, it's the AFC. It never stops. It seems like. I mean, again, it's like the NFC is just sitting on an island right now, and <laughs> um, you know the AFC is just out here, bang bang, like just every single day. There's just some big occurrence that's kind of shifting um you know not completely shifting the power in the afc but look i mean like you said it's now the dolphins are certainly a team that's a that's a division that mm-hmm. you know i mean the jets for poor jets um you talk about having an opportunity here to to really jump from maybe being you know i mean it still was going to be a challenge but you talk about if you land tyree kill and how big of a jump that could be in that division um oh just feels like to me the jets are still um well i know they got better last year but it, it feels like they're still in a, a spot now when you add tyree kill to the dolphins that um the afc east is still the bills to lose but yeah i think it's a lot more interesting between the dolphins and the patriots just because again um you know you do add a dynamic player like that and we know with Jalen waddle there so i think the dynamic of the afc east gets a little bit more interesting i think for the jets <laughs> it was like a pretty Pretty missed opportunity, just given again how how much a player like that can sort of change the landscape for you uh, if you were to have him in your offense. Oh yeah, you can't really you can't just go find a guy like that. We've seen plenty of uh, players and um, that uh, over the last few years are like, how do we get the next Tyree Kill? There's a reason he's Tyree Kill. Same thing said about Cooper Cup. How do you get the next Cooper Cup? It's, these guys are unique. You can't just go out there and, and plug in uh, someone that has similar. Uh, numbers and sim- similar uh, kinds of performances at the combine. It's not that simple. So for the Jets, yeah, it's tough. But I, I mean, I don't know if that was like going to be the deciding factor for uh, either team. Ultimately, and you know, I do trust, as I've talked about, Mike McDaniel there in Miami. But 
there's still a lot of things that have to go right. And both these teams have young quarterbacks that have question marks at this point. You're not, and this conference is ridiculous. I mean, I, I forget who it was yesterday that had a depth chart uh, up uh, in their mind of, or like a ranking of the, the quarterback starters in the AFC. And it's like, you're getting to seven, eight on that list. And you're having like guys like Lamar Jackson, depending on your point of view, it's like, I mean, you have an MVP there. It's like, this is a ridiculous conference and all the talent in the world you could have, but you still need a quarterback. And I, for both the jets and the dolphins until they, figure that out uh, as, as much as the Patriots fans and uh, I, I tend to still uh, be maybe a little higher on Mac Jones than I was heading into the season but you, uh, there's still questions about what his ultimate ceiling is if he's if he already kind of came as a pro ready guy is he going to be able to add more we'll see there um, but I think that's as important as anything for what's going to happen here and but to, to Miami's credit and to the Jets credit for what the some of the moves they've been making in the draft and signing guys like Lincoln Tomlinson there in, in New York and then obviously uh, Teron Armstead going to Miami I mean these teams and the Jets have really drafted pretty well with guys like Mekhi Becton Elijah Vera Tucker I mean these teams are are set on getting weapons and offensive line help for their for their young quarterbacks I think um and the running game that in Miami what they're going to want to do with McDaniel that's that is his bread and butter that's where he's come up from that's why he rose up to Shanahan tree when all these guys were talking about passing plays and to focus on other parts of of the offense there and that old Washington coaching staff when it was Shanahan LaFleur and McVay McDaniel was over there really scheming up uh, things in the run game that we you know taking old concepts kind of recreating them and yeah excited to see how that helps out too uh, it's going to be way different to watch him when he has time to throw and if he has a running game so that's all and I think yeah you just add another weapon is between the Jets and Dolphins Miami is still probably in a better place right now even if I think with the, with the Jets plan and what they're trying to do makes sense all of it's going to really pan out depending on these quarterbacks for both teams that's going to be a, a pretty decisive factor either way and the, the crazy thing though for i mean the jets also this kind of would have been true for them these two teams were set up to make this kind of move they had the the uh, the the draft capital to to make a move like this and still be in pretty good position like the dolphins still own there they still have two first round picks next year after this trade that's ridiculous like it's just <laughs> they're uh they, they put themselves in this spot where yeah they had it maybe they haven't drafted insanely well maybe they did take um some of these first round picks for the dolphins and higher picks in general have not exactly panned out the last couple of years so maybe they're they kind of uh, not exactly the same line of thinking but similar maybe they looked at the rams they're like hey maybe we don't tr- uh, trust you know we know that even at the end of the day no matter how great your scouting is um and how your development staff is like you're st- a lot of times it's still going to be a 50 50 hit even on first round picks later in the round and the first round so why not have a, f- a sure comp- commodity here um and a guy like Tyreek Hill and again it didn't end up costing them so much um based on what they already had uh, built up so uh good for them and yeah for the Jets a missed opportunity like you said um I still think yeah but and it's still gonna be a tough regardless of if this trade had happened it's still gonna be a tough uphill battle with what the Bills have amassed right now and how young Josh Allen is and uh what that defense can do but now yeah it does become even a little tougher if you look at Miami and you you think hey uh, if they can protect Tua, he's got C- Cedric Wilson, Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle. You got an Albert Wilson still. Uh, you know guys like Will Fuller, Devontae. I mean, it's just like the ridiculous number of people they have on this depth chart still. Uh, and now what they've done with the offensive line and the running backs, man, it, they're putting Tua in a place where if he can't succeed, they are at least set up to be a, a, a really attractive destination for the next quarterback that gets disgruntled and wants to go elsewhere, which has been such a obviously a bigger theme this offseason even though the most disgruntled guy in theory was the one that ended up staying in Aaron Rodgers <laughs> yeah no. but it's wild man I 
You know, it, it's as you're saying all this, like I'm looking up and down now at like the free agency tracker. And this is, again, this is just free agency. We're not, we're not even talking about like the trades that have taken place. Of course, the ones we've mentioned um, with Tyree Kill being the, the most recent one. But when you just look at all the free agent, like the guys that are out there that you honestly have just sort of forgotten about with all of these blockbuster trades now. Yeah. Like, again, this could be like a trivia game. I mean, I'm being honest about this. Like there are some people and we were, we made the joke on the last podcast. If someone just said, Hey, I'm going to take the week or two weeks off, and I'm just going to, you know, kind of disconnect from the NFL news sphere. And you come back and you wonder what has happened. Like there is just so much stuff uh, that, that's taken place, and it, it is pretty wild, kind of to look at all the different moves that have been made. But I tell you, the one thing in common with a lot of these team, like a lot of these top tier free agents, I'm going up and down the list here. A lot of these guys are in the AFC. Like it's yeah. it's very wild to look at it. It really is. Like and again, and we're not even talking about the trades, right? With Devontae Adams, with Tyree Kill, with Russell Wilson, all these guys, you know, Ty- Tyree Kill stays in the AFC, but you bring over Devontae Adams, you bring over Russell Wilson, um, and, and all I mean Tom Brady's back. <laughs> How long ago does that feel like? Like it feels like <laughs> a century ago that Tom Brady decided to come back. So it's wild, man, to look at some of these AFC teams and how they've kind of rebuilt things. And, like, we were even laughing about the Jaguars, which, like we said, it, it doesn't mean the Jags are going to automatically just be, you know, a team that's going to get into the playoffs next year. But, like, they're out making a lot of moves, and they're bringing in at least players that are noteworthy. Um, so, boy, it, it is it is something to look around at the AFC this offseason. It's, it's been wild to see some of these moves. It's just so much activity. And as you mentioned, like, even the, the star players that are getting moved from AFC teams, they're getting moved to other AFC teams. And <laughs> right. then and then on the flip side, um, and all, a lot of the NFC guys getting traded are going to the AFC. So, yeah, it's it's really crazy, the talent and the, the arms race that is occurring in that conference. And it's just like, a, and, and I, as we talked about a second ago, like, the quarterbacks across the conference are nuts. Like, yes, the NFC still has Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers, and that's, like, the standard there and then you look at what kyler can still do what stafford uh did in his first year with the rams how that de- uh, how that develops there's still yes there's and dak prescott like there's still really good quarterbacks there but the depth of the quarterbacks in the afc like when you get down to the guys on the in the 10 11 12 range it's still like guys you'd be pretty happy with Tannehill's got to be in that range I, you know it's just craziness um and that's let alone all these players that aren't quarterbacks that are being added to all these rosters it's gonna be gonna be nuts gonna be a real a lot of fun it's i know it's only march here we still got we still got the opening days and that hasn't even happened yet tournament's not even over we still got a lot of other sports going on but nfl still finding its way to be involved in our um these first couple weeks of free agency have been some of the craziest i think um that we've ever had i, I know we've had some crazy quarterback movement but just the sheer quantity of stars being traded or signing at, at new places that are being let go by teams it's just like doesn't it just seems different. It seems like teams are going kind of ape s h h i s h i t. Like it's it's getting it's been ridiculous, man. Well, no, like I'm looking at some of these. I'm like, you know, it's, you think about like Von Miller, right? Like he goes from the Rams to the Bills, so mm-hmm. like he's AFC. Um, you know, you look at a guy like Chandler Jones, right? He goes yep. from the Cardinals to the Raiders. Yep. Um, and it's just like guys like that that are outside of just those. Again, we, we know how it works. Like usually, the offensive skill positions are the ones talked about the most when it comes to these, you know, when it comes to free agency and those kind of things. But as we always talk about, especially for like a team like the Bengals, like it's their biggest need was getting offensive line, which we know is not the sexiest thing that's going to be talked about in free agency, but it's just as important yeah. uh, for that team in particular. And so, it, I mean, Sean, how long? It felt like Deshaun Watson, you know, that news was is old news now. Like he, it's just. 
I mean, yeah, it is it is incredible to look at this list, and I would highly suggest anyone out there again, because there is so it's so hard to keep up with a lot of this. But if you really look at this list, you know, and we're not obviously there are going to be some fantastic teams in the NFC, but it is wild to look at the list and see how many players have have gone from NFC to AFC that are big time players again, whether it's free agency, whether it's trades, those kind of things, and. Um, that, that's going to make it interesting because I, I, here's what I'm curious about, Dylan. I'm going to try to look this up on the spot here. If we go to FanDuel and look at their Super Bowl odds, um, now we know that the Dolphins got a bump from the Tyree Kill yeah. thing, but I'm curious, like, what that looks like from a – I just think that's that's very curious to me, like how many teams have kind of made that jump. Now, obviously, it's going to be a little bit more split because, again, it's not like you're going to have eight AFC teams near the top just because – you know, it's one of those things where somebody's got to come out of the AFC, somebody's got to come out of the NFC. But yeah. I guess I'm looking at it now, and you're probably seeing the same thing. Bills are still the favorite. Um, the Bucks are close behind, which we know that changed after Brady announced he was <laughs> yeah. coming back. Chiefs are next, then Packers, Rams, 49ers. Um, then you've got three teams in that same group with the, with the Chargers, the Broncos, and the Cowboys. Um, so just, like think, of, like, think about that. Like, the Bengals are behind the Browns and the Ravens. I mean, really think about that. Like, those three teams are all in the top. What would that be? I think top um, – is that top 12? Yeah. So, Browns, Ravens, Bengals, all within top 12. Uh, what a division that is. Um, but, yeah, it's just – and, I mean, we can say the same thing about the uh, the AFC West with the Chiefs, Chargers, and Broncos in there. So, it's wild, man. It, it really is. It's just wild. It's, yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. The NFC, yeah, again, the NFC has good teams. I'd just say that it's top-heavy right now as a conference. Like, those teams can yeah. compete with the top AFC teams, the ones you just listed off, the Bucks, the Packers, Rams, Niners, Cowboys, like that. Those are kind of probably the standard right now with Arizona a little bit lower. But after that, it's, uh, I mean, the rest of the AFC, the NFC South right now, it's like I know that the Saints bring back – uh, Jameis and I, I still think they have some a solid foundation there and, uh, and still should be a, a contender for a playoff spot but I don't think they're really a Super Bowl contender on the on the yeah. tier of those top five teams the, the fact is in the AFC you can you can look at the teams as you're mentioning down this list pretty far and think yeah they got a realistic shot at the Super Bowl like it's, the Raiders like the Raiders are yeah. at, I mean they're they're, they're behind below, I was gonna say if, if we look at it from an AFC standpoint the Raiders are behind the Bills the Chiefs the Chargers, Broncos, Browns, Ravens, Bengals, Titans, Colts, Dolphins, Patriots. Like that's them at twelfth. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, like that is twelfth. And I'm telling you right now, to me, that's one if you want to just take a, a long shot in the dark there, like I mean, if everything comes together for the Raiders and they're the the twelfth best team in the AFC, holy cow. Like that is I mean, think about that. And I know we're not again, we're not just talking about Devontae Adams. We mentioned Chandler Jones goes there. And there's a lot of other pieces on that roster, so that that's another crazy one to think about. So I think the I, yeah I think the Raiders are definitely going to compete for a playoff spot. I don't anticipate their defense taking such a dramatic fall uh, fall off. I knew they were pretty solid last year, but um, and at times um, played better than we anticipated going into the year. But you, you have to think that I mean the offense was with much worse receiving receivers than they had a year ago or a year ago still putting up big numbers Darren Waller was hurt for a lot of the year you had a guy like Devontae it's just I mean like his value is immense and just even Adams and and Waller let alone what Renfro could do I mean just if, they, if those guys stay healthy that offense is going to put up some big numbers still I think that Derek Carr still an upper 
Um, maybe not elite quarterback on whatever tier you want to put him on, but he's still a really good quarterback when things are going right around him. That pass rush between Crosby and Chandler Jones on each end, it's just going to set up their, their secondary for, uh, for some good things. And you you got to think that the, the new regime there is, is going to address the secondary a bit more. So I think the Raiders are definitely right in that conversation. Um, it's, it's just, as we've already talked about, with that division, it's just so tough because of what the Chiefs still are, what the Chargers have. They've built up their their roster quite a bit and added uh, pieces on it, especially on the defense uh, to really take another step. <laughs> the fact they get Khalil Mack and Joey Bosa on each end. I mean, good luck. it's going to be a lot of fun for these teams in the in this division uh, facing those defensive lines there. Uh, it's going to be tough. But, it's, yeah, the, the amassing of talent is just crazy. Uh, the fact that, I yeah, I mean, I don't know if I'd still put the Raiders as a Super Bowl contender. Um, I, 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 you know, if everything went right with their defense and if Adams really adds a ton of value, then sure. But, I mean, still, the, the number of teams in this conference you could – theoretically see making a super bowl run is probably around nine those top nine teams maybe like the bills the chiefs still obviously even though i think the chiefs odds only dip from to win the conference instead of the super bowl odds i I looked over at the conference ones they went from plus 400 to plus 500 so just down a bit the dolphins i don't know if they've updated those yet um i mean they probably did because they're above the raiders and 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 now tied with the the patriots so they went up to plus 2200 for the conference but i think really bills chiefs chargers i maybe they're kind of you think they're a long shot but i'm telling you with justin herbert and an improved defense that team's still going to be right there you got the broncos browns ravens bengals maybe you convince yourself the colts if matt ryan you know at times flashed really really good play last year and with an offensive line keeping them clean that should be a lot of fun and then the titans are still in my mind a really good team i, I think that's nine teams that <laughs> realistically i could see in the super bowl that is that's absurd. It's just not something that we see in most sports, let alone the NFL. NFL is probably the most, you know, by design with the salary cap and the way uh, that everything's um, with the roster limits and all that. It, it is designed to be an 8-8 eight eight league, 8-9 eight league, 9-8 now with 17 teams. It's designed to be really competitive and have close games. They understand how that works, and that's true. But, man, even for this for this um, league right now, this, this conference in the AFC is just absolutely absurd, and it's going to be – probably you're going to see teams that are really good with below 500 records or close to 500 records because every week they're facing a really tough opponent and if they get screwed over and have to face the the rams niners and cardinals or whatever matchup they get from the nfc it just makes it even tougher yeah it's uh again you you think about the Bengals were in position to win the super bowl this past season and and they're pretty far down that list and quite frankly i don't I mean, could you say they got they've gotten better to this point because so. of what yeah. they've addressed? I mean, it's just so uh, there. There's something to really think about. The team that just got to the Super Bowl and was in position to win the Super Bowl until the final <laughs> drive um, has perhaps gotten better, and yet they are the what one, two, uh, three, four, five, six, seventh team with the best odds to win the Super Bowl in the AFC. <laughs> period. So <laughs> that is uh, that. That's wild. Uh, if you ask me so um yeah oh, so there you go what a and again remember we still got the draft to go like there's a lot and the free agency's not over like we've still got a lot to go here and um, odell could go yeah, back to the so browns did you see that that was one of the, I, the I rumors did see that yeah oh, that's another gosh. one that could happen so <laughs> it's uh boy it's it's getting crazy but we expect this um in, in the nfl at this time of year so We'll see how it continues to play out. Like you said, more free agency to come. More, we got the draft uh, a month away, and uh, yeah, it's it's going to continue to be a wild off season 
in the NFL. But of course, Dylan, have it all covered over clutch points. Uh, let everybody know where they can find all of that. Yeah, we have all the coverage grading these trades, looking at projections for these teams. We're going to start looking at um, who every team in the with these top draft picks. Luckily, we've waited a little bit because some of these picks are being tra- uh, swapped around. Uh, we're going to start really diving into the draft uh, probably next week and the week after that. So you can find all that in the NFL section, the Clutch Points app, follow all the rest of the free agent signings. I know I mentioned Will Fuller and Albert Wilson. They're still on our lads on the, the Dolphins roster. Those guys are still free agents. So maybe an option for some of these teams still looking for uh, some weapons there. Uh, the highest uh, NFC guaranteed money guy so far is actually um, uh, Allen Robinson to the Rams, which is hilarious. That, but that just shows, like you said, all the AFC signings. We got all those covered. We should we should just make an AFC section. Forget just the NFL section on clutch points. Make an AFC yeah. specific place, and it is nice to see our. We'll have all the coverage there of the our original team of the podcast, the Dolphins. Really kind of them to wait till we could record to have or you know to get the trade out of the way before our recording time. So that worked out. Thank you again to Miami for always being on our side. But yeah, um, we got it all covered there. Spring training games, NBA playoffs uh, coming up not too about a month out from here. All the if you go to our betting section, all the all this good stuff on the tournament. Uh, looks like right now Bobby Wagner, Ian Rapport. We're gonna have an article about this by the time you listen. To this will have been up for a while. It looks like Bobby Wagner could be going to the Rams. It's progressing with them according to Rapport. So that just there's some breaking news live. So all that covered in clutch points. <laughs> he's he's gonna stay in the NFC unlike everyone else. Um, he's gonna he's gonna stay in the the same conference. So he's not he's not jumping. Um, yeah, that's a that's an addition for the Rams for sure. And uh, that defense, as we know, uh, lots of. Lots of good stuff already there, so that would be uh, quite a boost as well. But, yes, uh, be sure to check it all out at Clutch Points, and uh, be sure to subscribe to the podcast, any podcast app you use. Search for Establish the Pass, and uh, thanks, as always, for listening to the podcast, and we'll talk to you next time. You're on the Establish the Pass.